There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So far, our text. Please be seated. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Last week, as we gathered here for our first Advent Wednesday, we began our look at these very, very important words, the first words from the Gospel of John. John 1, 1 to 18, the, the introduction, the beginning, the prologue. And I submitted last week that one way to look at these words and one way to examine these words is to think of them like an overture. Now, not, not the part of a bill or rule to be passed at a synodical convention, but a musical overture. A musical score that introduces great themes, not necessarily in sequential order, but in a beautiful, rhythmic way that seems to tie everything together and set the stage for even more expounding on each one of the thoughts that are there. Jesus Christ Superstar. A rock opera has a great overture. One of my all-time favorite Western movies, How the West Was Won, has a great overture. One thing that is in common with all overtures, whether they be for a country Western movie, or a rock opera, or a real opera, is that they oftentimes in the midst of the overture, do something very unusual, do something kind of odd, a complete break or change in the music to grab you or get your attention. As we continue our look at the overture of John 1, 1 to 18, our verses tonight are just such a change or shock, or attention-grabbing section. Last week, we heard about creation. Last week, we heard about the light of the world. The light of the world that was coming. The light that no darkness could overwhelm. Last week, we were reminded that it was through that light Jesus Christ, that all things, including us, have been made. You would assume that we would continue on with this majestic, flowery language about Jesus, about the light, about God's gift of creation about true life that comes in and only in Jesus Christ. And what do we get? In verse 6, there was a man. 
there was a man. Well, from what we know of Scripture, I suppose we could be talking about Jesus, right? True man, born of the Virgin Mary, that's my Lord. But it's not Jesus. There was a man sent from God. Well, Jesus was sent from God. God the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So at least to this point, it could still be about Jesus. But it's not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. What in the world does John have to do with the light, with life, with creation, with our majestic overture? How dare he break in and take our attention off of Jesus? There was a man sent from God, his name was John. So what? Big deal. Let's get to the important part. Let's get back to Jesus. Let's get back to the light of the world. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. So what? He came as a witness. Okay. A witness can be important. What does a witness do? A witness gives testimony. Not opinion, not conjecture, not the results of the latest polling data. A witness speaks to what he or she has seen or heard. That's a witness. That's a true witness. That's a valid witness. So what's this John going to witness about? He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. Here's our connection. Here's our connection to Jesus. Here's why John breaks into our overture. It's all about Jesus after all. This man, this John, sent by God, came to give testimony, to bear witness about the light. Not just any light, the true light. The light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. John comes to bear witness about Jesus. It's not about John. It's never about the preacher. It's about what, or more specifically, who the preacher bears witness to. Why? Because God desires that all people believe in Jesus and come to a knowledge of salvation. That's why Jesus came. He came to save the world. Remember, an overture 
gives us bits and pieces that will be expounded later on. All of these things here in the first 18 verses of the Gospel of John are expounded upon, some are even exploded upon, in the chapters that follow. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God desires the salvation of all people. That's why he sent Jesus. God wants no one to spend eternity in darkness. The darkness of their sin. Eternal separation from the one true God. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he sent John. To bear witness. To bear witness about Jesus. So that all would believe in him. He, John, was not the light. But came to bear witness about the light. My friends, in this short little break in our overture about Jesus, we're introduced to John the Baptist. It's amazing how little the evangelist writes about John the Baptist. This is a foreshadowing of what's going to come later on in the Gospel of John. You want to know about the miraculous birth of John the Baptist? How his father, Zechariah, was stricken dumb when he didn't believe the words of the angel? How God had to give him the name for this baby that would be born miraculously? You want to read all about that? Read the Gospel of Luke. You got more than a chapter all about the miraculous birth of John the Baptist. You want to read about the eccentric nature of John the Baptist? His crazy clothes? His crazy footwear? His crazy diet? You want to read about all these things? Well, read Luke chapter 3. You have a whole chapter on John the Baptist. And all the wild, crazy things about John the Baptist the man. You want to read about John the Baptist's demise? How he fell out of favor with the king? How he was thrown in prison? All the gory details about his beheading? And how his head was served up on a platter. It's all there. In the Gospel of Mark, you can read all the gritty, gory, horrific details. But not here. Not in the Gospel of John. Why? My friends, 
the ministry of John the Baptist, as glorious and as important as it is, is not about John the Baptist. Never was, never will be. John the Baptist is not the light. John the Baptist came to bear witness, to be a reflection of the one true light. It's not about John. We see that played out in the pages of the Gospel of John. At the beginning, we have a lot. John the Baptist is really kind of a major player until he says something. Until John speaks these words recorded for us in John 3, verse 30. John the Baptist says, He, Jesus, must increase. I, John, must decrease. John meant it. He meant what he said. And after a few more words by John the Baptist, we hear nothing more of him in the Gospel of John. John's bold confession, he must increase, I must decrease, is literally played out for us on the pages of Scripture. My friends, what do, we, what do we glean from these words? What is God teaching us in these verses that seem almost out of place in our great overture? My friends, we know that something is changing. You can look at John the Baptist as the last and greatest prophet of the Old Testament. You can look at him as the first and greatest prophet of the New Testament. But one thing John had, that all of the Old Testament prophets didn't have. Well, they had Jesus. They had a message about Jesus. But the prophets of the Old Testament could not do what John the Baptist did. John the Baptist used his finger to bear witness. And he pointed to Jesus. And he said, there he is, right there. Behold, looky there, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. All the Old Testament prophets pointed forward to Jesus. Every one of their words. But John the Baptist had the privilege of pointing to him with his finger. My friends, when you go to church, when you're looking for a church, when you move to a new community or whatever, what do you look for? Kind of a dangerous question, isn't it? Of course it is. You want that moving and happening youth group. 
You want that social ministry that builds houses for homeless. You want music to swing and relax to. You want it done in under 60 minutes. These are many of the things that we, that our old Adam, sometimes puts at the top of the list. God is teaching us here in these verses that we should look for a church that is like John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a wild and crazy guy. He was unique. He was a spectacle. But he did not draw people to himself. John the Baptist did not start a clothing line for camel hair fashion. He could have. Probably could have became rich and famous. John did not open up a series of fast food and bodegas so that everybody could experience the fine cuisine of locust with a little honey. John the Baptist had people thronging to him. He did not create John the Baptist Ministries, Inc. In fact, he did just the opposite. Not once did he tell people to adopt his lifestyle. Not once did he tell people to adopt his clothes or his diet. Not once did he shirk from his appointed message. Remember, God sent him. God sent him to bear witness. He faithfully proclaimed God's word even to the king who was in the midst of an idolatrous and incestuous relationship. It cost him his head and his life. No. John the Baptist teaches us what church is about. Jesus Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist teaches us. And he specifically teaches preachers to not preach themselves, but to preach the light of the world and the source of the only source of true life, which is the forgiveness of sins in His name. We can be honest. There have been times, many times, when we have not always put the message of Christ crucified and risen for the forgiveness of sins number one on our list of priorities. Sometimes it hasn't even made the list. There have been times when we, perchance, have invited people to church because of all the extra things. 
rather than the one thing needful. There have maybe been times when, when we've been tempted to lament. Why all this Jesus stuff? Can't we move on to something different? My friends, for these sins, and that's what they are, they're sins. For these sins and more, God has a word for you tonight. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Are you a part of the world? Well, of course you are. Behold, Jesus Christ, who takes away your sins. Jesus, who lived a perfect life, fulfilling God's law on our behalf. Jesus, who bled and died, not for his sin, but for yours and mine. Jesus, who rose victorious over sin, death, and the grave. Jesus, who is your light, who is your life, who not only created you, but has redeemed you, a lost and condemned person. Some of the last words of John the Baptist recorded in the Gospel of John, John 3.36. John says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains on him. Talk about a proper distinction of law and gospel. There we have it. Perhaps Luther, on these words, says it best. There is no other light. There is no other Savior than Christ. The alternative for all the world is either this light, Jesus, or eternal damnation, eternal darkness. This faith and confession is the true foundation on which the Christian church is established. This is also the church's one and only and most dependable mark for identification. This is the only saving face. We Christians believe it. Because God's word says it. My friends. Today. These words. Have never been more true. People groping in the darkness of depression and dependency. People groping in the darkness for hope and survival. People who think there's nothing other than the darkness that they live in. Luther goes on to say, this is the foremost article of the Christian faith. 
It is found only among Christians and is their greatest honor, comfort, and joy. Namely, that God's very Son assumed human nature, became flesh and blood with man, sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty in equal majesty and power as man's advocate and intercessor. My friends, this overture is all about Jesus. And all those who point people, who bear witness and give testimony to the true light, the light of the world, Jesus Christ. He is your light. He is your life. When the darkness seems overwhelming. Here, God, through the faithful witness, John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts our minds, our life, our light, and our witness in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.